Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 10% It's time for the Youth Sports Show with the Fans High School Insider, Big Time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern, we're talking Mequon Thienesville Cardinal football with Tom Price. He's the director of administration and a coach. Pete Balistrieri, director of personnel and a coach, and his son, Sal. Boys, what's going on? Tom, how you been? Good, Mike. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming in. And we did this uh, this week for a specific reason. Uh, you guys have, um, we're going to talk to Drake Zortman at, uh, at around 9.15 or so uh, for a couple of minutes. You have the first annual Homestead High School and Youth Football Coaches Clinic, Saturday, January 19th. And what a perfect time to kick this thing off. And what a perfect time for Homestead to do this since they won a state championship. Um, and and Dave Keel and that staff of his uh, have done a great job. And and certainly where that starts, and, and the, the reason for a show like this is, Look, when you talk about Homestead football, you start with Dave Keel, and you start with boy, they you know they've won 175 conference championships in a row or whatever. If <laughs> yeah. he's listening, he's going to give her knock it off. But 19, maybe 20 in a row, something like that. Uh, either outright or shared North Shore conference um, champions is the, the the Homestead Highlanders, and you think about that type of run in a good football conference. Where does this thing start? Well, it starts with the Mequon Thienesville Cardinal program. And uh, Tom Price, how long have you been involved with this thing? I've been involved for 12 years now. Really? Good yeah. for you. What made you get involved? Uh, I got involved initially when my oldest son was fifth grader and going to be able to play. So I coached him for four years. And my boys were four years apart. So then I had another four years with my next Perfect son. Perfect timing. Then I took one year off and I, I missed it so much. I came back with I don't have a boy in the program anymore, but... Uh, this will be my fourth fourth season or fifth season coming up coaching without a kid in the program. Do, do you move up with the kids or do you coach in age and then they, they go to somebody else? We stay with our kids. Um, you know, different programs do it differently. We found, you know, a lot, of, a lot of our coaches obviously are dads and, you know, part of their reason to coach is they want to be with their sons. So you start with a team in fifth grade and you progress up through eighth yeah. grade with them. So Pete Balistrieri, I, I, I looked at your background. You, you played a little bit, huh? Yeah, I played a little bit. Played a little bit. You had a good career. Yeah. Played in where'd you play in college? Eau Claire. And then play and then had some tryouts and you, Yeah, I had a you cup had of a coffee. Good, you, you had a good career. Yeah, a cup of coffee in the NFL. Yeah, good for you. And now you're uh you're coaching what grade? So I just finished um a four year stint as Tom described. So we had our team from fifth grade to eighth and we just finished up eighth grade and uh, we you had, had a great time. And you coached Sal? Yeah. Um Enjoyable time for you, and and I'm going to ask him the same, and I th- and I hope he'll answer honestly with you yeah. sitting right next to him. But you know, sometimes it's 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 a tough to coach our own kids. Yeah, no, I I had the time of my life. I mean, um, even though I coached my son, the way I looked at it is I had 20 sons. Yeah, on that on that team. Do, do you feel like you coached him hard? You know, I've coached mine as well, mm-hmm. and I always find that a really I I, I just for some reason gravitate. To that relationship part of it, not right. like I'm Doctor Phil or anything, right? But I've been through it, so I really enjoy it. And Tom, I'm going to ask you the same questions because you've been through it. Uh, some guys 
coach their kids differently. Yeah, it's, it's very hard to coach them the exact same way you coach the other kids. You're either tougher on them or you're a little bit easier on them. And I'm wondering your thought on that. I think you end up, at least for me, you, you're probably a little harder on them. Yeah. The expectations are such where if you're going to run a practice, um, you need the attention of everyone. And it'd be pretty embarrassing if the kid disrupting practice is, is yours. Yeah. So there's a lot more uh, pressure, I think, that you – you know, end up putting on them, but I, I always think you coach them a little bit harder just because the expectations are. Plus, they, you know, they ride home with you right. after practice, and you try to make and, sure that you're games. not too hard. And games, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a book when I was my son went to Calvary Baptist in Menominee Falls, and uh, I was at Dominican prior to that. We won back-to-back state championships, and I went to Cal. I left Dominican, went to Calvary Baptist to coach my own son, and we had 67 kids in the whole school. Seven boys on the basketball team. People say, well, are you crazy? You're leaving Demet. And it was the best three years I ever coached. Mm-hmm. It, it just was. And the first year was not all that. It wasn't that easy. And I read a book called Coaching Our Sons. And I learned from that book that once we got to the kitchen table, I was his father. So he would try to get in his mom yeah. in my wife's car sometimes on the way home after games. Because he knew, and I'd be standing there waiting for him at the door and wouldn't let him in till I had some things to say about him. Sal, you're in eighth grade? Yeah. Yeah, what position in football did you play? Quarterback and outside linebacker. What'd you like better? Quarterback. Yeah, you liked that was your huddle? Mm-hmm. You enjoyed that part of it? Yeah. Um, having your dad be the coach is a good experience for you? Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is radio, so you got it. You got it. Uh, yes, no? Yes? Yeah. Yes? Good. Well, that's because sometimes it's... Uh, Sometimes it's hard, you know. It's it's hard because you have disagreements. My son was a, was a point guard, so he was kind of like the quarterback on the on the floor, and he would come off the floor and say, "Look, why are you running this? You know, you know what? We're we're getting. You know what? If you post up, get him in the post and, and let him go to work. I'll get him the ball." And oh. so we'd make some adjustments. A lot of times I'd listen to because he was on the floor. I was just um, his coach. Hey, the the Mequon Thienesville Cardinal program, Tom. Um, health-wise, pretty healthy right now? Yeah, we, we are healthy. We've had uh, this first time we went down to uh, one team at one grade level. Um, at a, at the uh, We did that this year at sixth grade. We were able to maintain two at the other grade levels. But um, relative to other programs, I think we're still doing well. Uh, you know, youth football's just like all the other sports, we're, we're up against a few things. One, demographics, just fewer kids. Two, sports specialization which is impacting every sport. And then obviously football has been impacted with, you know, concussion fears, which you know, we could have a, a five-hour show on, obviously, because it's impacting a lot of other sports, but football seems to get all the publicity. But uh, overall, our numbers are pretty good. You know, I do a, a WFCA show in the off-season, um, not off-season, during baseball season. And we'll do it every other week with, with Tom Swiddle. And uh, Tom came to me a number of years ago and said, look, we're getting a bad rap. Mm-hmm. And he said our practices are completely different. I, he, and he said I I've been in football my whole life. I don't think it's ever been safer. Our equipment is better. We're, we're, we have much more um, we're much more knowledgeable coaches, and we train our coaches on what they should and shouldn't do at practice, how to tackle. We've got programs, you know, on the dot. These guys at university school are putting the the dots on the practice gear and the hips and the shoulder pads and saying go this dot to that dot, and and so there's a lot of 
that going out there, yet the numbers are still dwindling. Yeah, I, we, we have made drastic changes. I mean, for, since 13 years ago when I started coaching, you know, the number, you know, the Oklahoma drills, those types of things aren't part of our practice anymore. We don't do a lot of live hitting. We have tackling pads. You know, obviously the, the biggest challenge at fifth, sixth grade, these guys aren't that big. They don't generate that much force. It's actually a perfect time for them to right. learn how to tackle. But we have a tackling pad, you know, that they get they land on because the bigger risk is actually their head hitting the ground than the two two opponents hitting each other. I was listening to a radio show. This was last week, and there were three guys, and two of them were going at this guy who said, look, the greatest thing for my son, who's now a sophomore in college, the, the, the thing that put him on the path to where he is today was playing – um, like uh, youth football. He, they, he played in high school as well, but youth football, when he had to, with the butterflies in his stomach, go out and tackle somebody and put himself out there and be part of a team, a part of a team that won some and lost some, and a couple of games maybe lost because of him and how he developed as a young man, he said that's the, that's the, been the greatest impact on this kid's life. And these two other guys were going at him saying, you know, that's not right what you did. You, you, you know, you put him in a sport that, that, that he wasn't safe. And this guy said, you, look, maybe when he was playing varsity football, you know, there was some stuff there. But fourth and fifth grade, they, I mean, they basically, you know, try to just get you to the ground. Pete, again, you played at a high level. Um, any? Did you have to... Did you have any conversations at home about having Sal play? Absolutely not. There was never a doubt. No, my my Sal smiling, going, man, I, I was playing. My yeah. wife, my wife Kristen, is a football mom, so we've uh, we there was never a discussion. She loves the game. She trusted me, and um, you know, it's uh, football's never been safer, and it's all about why you know how you teach the game, and that was one of the big reasons I got into coaching was I didn't want to leave that responsibility to someone else. That's a great else. point. I, I wanted to take that on because I knew how it could be done the wrong way. And it's not just about you know leading young kids. It's, it's about the safety. Yes. Football's a rough sport, um, and it, it is. It, it, it molds you in a way and prepares you for the rest of your life in would a way you, that no other sport can. Would you agree with what this guy was saying about Absolutely. his kid? Yeah, I, I would as well. And and look, and part of it is you've got to have you gotta have a little courage. You've got to have a little moxie to you to, yeah. to be able to go out there and 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 do this. And he said, Look, my son goes back and, and talks about those first two years of being scared, but being able to work and fight through being scared with his buddies and his team mm-hmm. to say he said, Look, if if he gets married one day, Three of the guys standing up is what are you going to be from that youth, that fifth grade football team? Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into the game of football. There's physical sacrifice. You have to learn to overcome adversity. And and you're absolutely right when there's a there's a point in time in, in a football game where there's a guy running at you full speed and you have to make a decision. And it takes a lot of bravery. Yeah. A lot of courage. And for a kid in fifth and sixth grade to do that, yeah. it changes them. And then whether they succeed or fail, you've got teammates that pick you up and say, I got you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a great experience. Hey, Tom, coaching your boys was good for you? Yeah, it was great. I mean, it. my two kids were very different. You know, one one is much more like me and would come back at me. The other one wasn't. So it was a you know, were, totally different were experience. Were you better coaching the second one because you learned from the first? 
we'd have to ask them. But uh, you're, you're um, feeling. I think I you learn a lot coaching. I mean, yep. I will tell you right now, it's kind of nice not having kids on the team. It was great interaction with your kids. I mean, that's a great father son experience. But you know, now you don't have to worry about what our parents thinking about. I know. Uh, is his kid playing that position because he's the coach's son, etc. Because I'm just a neutral guy now, out yeah. to coach all the kids. But you, you definitely learn things over time. I think I did with my sons. You read a lot of books about you know, don't interact with them right after the game, etc. You know, right. wait till the next day. That's tough, man. That's tough. Hey, um, we're talking Mequon Thiensville Cardinal football. Tom Price, Pete Ballastrui, Sal Ballastrui, eighth grader at. Lakeshore Middle School. My son-in-law coaches or teaches John Bonner. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he's one of my teachers. Yeah, well, tell me about him during the break, man. Give me some <laughs> stories about him throwing erasers or something at you. He is my son-in-law. And Keegan Logan and, and Beckett are my grandsons oh. that they think Homestead football better than the Packers. That's what they think <laughs> at that point. We're also going to talk to Drake Zortman. In fact, on the other side of the break, first annual Homestead High School and Youth Football Clinic. Uh, Raising the Stakes Fundraising, Tony Resch, is a big part of this. And I want to thank him for getting me the information. Saturday, January 19th, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. We'll talk a little bit about the admission, what the cost is, and who the, some of the, the coaches are that are going to be doing this. And this is a who's who. When you start talking about some of these guys that, you know, Matt Wolf's a, a good guy, Jeff Tricky, Steve Rux, uh, Lewis Brown, Dan Miller from St. Kate's, Tom Price, what are you doing on there? We have a couple of youth sessions. There you go. We'll, we'll get to that. And we'll talk to Coach Drake Zortman on the other side of the break. This is the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, Mike McGiver. We're talking Mequon Thiensville Cardinal football. Trying to uh, get a hold of Drake Zortman. Going to join us. Uh, maybe I told him 9:30. Maybe that's on me. We'll try him again uh, to start the next segment. We're going to talk about this Homestead High School and Youth Football Coaches Clinic again Saturday, January 19th, and uh, get a hold of Drake. And uh, if you're a coach that wants to be involved in this thing. It is uh, a really good program. I'm looking at, uh, again, some of the things you're going to be talking about. When Steve Rux is talking about online technique and strategies, I know how you get better than that. You know, he's awfully good at what he does. When Lewis Brown from Franklin is talking about their off-season ideas to enhance your program, you're going to want to listen to him. Fritz Rauch from Arrowhead is talking about the power of, of uh, self-scouting. Uh, Dan Miller talking about blending the 3-3 three, three defense with the 3-4 defense. These are guys that have had a lot of success. You know, St. Catharines won a state championship. Steve Rux has won state championships. Homestead, they just got done winning one. Uh, Lewis Brown, he's been to Camp Randall a lot. And uh, you're going to get some great stuff on that side. And then Ed Garza, who's a Navy veteran, talking about healing Patriots. You're going to want to listen to him. Jeff Tricky talking about quarterback drills, techniques. Then you just you don't get any better than that. So, uh the Homestead High School and Youth Football Clinic, Saturday, January 19th from 7 to 3. Guys, let's talk a little bit about your program. Um, do you guys and – I, and I have to ask some questions like this. How do you find coaches? Are you paying coaches? Do you cut kids? Because I think part of the youth sports show is to get other youth organizations to understand things that you guys do great and things you might struggle with. 
that they do well and, and get people talking. I had a number of years ago, I'd have people calling me about the Franklin Youth Football Program. How do they have all these kids? How do they have all the money? How do they, you know, it looked like a luxury ship that never hit. And then I had them in studio. And I asked the woman what keeps her up at night. And she said, I can't find volunteers. We have a $150 buyout. We are flush. We don't need your money. I need your time. And I can't. It's hard. People cut me the check. I don't need that. I need you to be willing to help us. Um, 5% of the people do 90% of the work. It's just like church. That's That was her quote. And I've used it a lot because everybody struggles. Everybody, you know, not everybody is perfect. So let's let's get through a few of these questions, Tom, if we can. We're joined in studio by Tom Price. Again, Mequon Thiensville, Cardinal Program. He's the Director of Administration and a Coach. Pete Balistrieri, Director of Personnel and a Coach. And Sal Balistrieri, an eighth grader. At uh, his teacher is my son-in-law. That's interesting. Can't believe the stuff Sal was saying about him during the break, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that later, Sal. I'm just kidding. Sorry about that. That A that you had went to a B really quickly. Um, so, Tom, let's talk a little bit about what keeps you up at night as the director of administration for the Mequon Thiesville Cardinal Football Program. Well, you mentioned volunteers. On the coaching side of things, that's usually not our big challenge. The, the volunteers game day concessions all of that is is a major major challenge for us but um finding the right coaching staff is i think is the biggest thing because ultimately that's the key to the success of our program and kids wanting to continue in the program i always tell the coaches i think the best evaluation for a coach is not the win loss record what percentage of your kids return the next season because that to me ultimately means that they're having fun and Ultimately, they will develop. You start with somebody in fifth grade and they weigh 55 pounds. That may be the 180-pound safety by the time they're senior in high school. Correct. You, you don't know. So we want to keep kids in the program. And I think if you ask Drake and Matt and Dave Keel, you know, the number one thing they want from our program is numbers at the high school level so they can continue to develop the kids and not focus solely on winning at the at the youth level. Hey, we're going to get to these questions uh um, either at the end of this segment or the next segment, because we are joined now by Drake Zortman. He's the offensive coordinator at the state champion, Homestead Highlanders. Do I have to introduce you like that for the whole year or what? I don't think you do, Mike, but good morning. How is everybody today? <laughs> everybody is good. I, You know, I can if you, you think it's, it's, uh, it's necessary, but uh, all kidding aside, congratulations. Drake, we talked about this. Um, what you guys accomplished in Homestead this year, uh, may, maybe not surprised you guys, but surprised a lot of other people only because they thought maybe the conference was down. Maybe you guys weren't playing to level of competition, but you know what? Maybe your your conference was better than idiots like me thought it was. <laughs> I think there's some pretty good football teams in the North Shore. Conference. No doubt. Um, and we had a special group of kids that wanted to get a little bit better day after day, week after week. And, Things turned out pretty good at the end, and I'm really, really happy for our guys. Drake, before we get into this uh, high school and youth football coaches clinic that that you're a big part of, Saturday, January 19th at uh, Homestead, I had a chance to come out and speak to to, to your football team um, during the playoff run as at a team meal where there was a bunch of families. I I, I was so impressed with all of these, all of the families that were there. The kids were very respectful. You could hear a pin drop, and I'm I'm not a very interesting speaker. So, I, for me to be able to get their attention, I I was impressed with the whole thing. And then after, when some of these seniors came up to me and said, "Look, 
do you understand that that we watch you on Thursday nights? And I said, what? They said, yeah. Right after our practice, we all go to one kid's house. We get a bunch of pizzas, and we hang out together. And we watch the Thursday Night Lights High School football game of the week on my 24. And when you were at this game, you said this, and did you see this player? And I said, hold on, I, I don't care about that stuff. You guys all hang out together? And they're like, yeah, every Thursday. And right then the bell went on for me. Because that was the difference, I think. And these kids were all holding each other accountable and saying, look, don't you mess up in class. Don't you mess up outside of the school because we're winning the state championship this year. Well, I I think a lot of it had to do with that night that you came to speak to the team. Oh, you? Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for that <laughs> ring. Do you need my ring size then? We, I got an order form for you. I can get yeah. one in. Yeah, you do that. You do that. I and, and all kidding aside, that I think that had a lot to do with the success on this team. They those kids, the guys, they they all cared about each other a whole heck of a lot. And when you say that they held each other accountable, you are spot on. They each and every guy they were they felt responsible for one another and their success. Yeah, I, I, that, and as coaches, and we're all coaches and guys who have played at a high level. I look, you can have a, you cannot win many games, and you can have a group of kids that really care and love each other, and so those losses aren't nearly as tough. And you can have a group of kids that could care less about each other and have a lot of wins, and those wins don't feel all that great. But that special year where you have kids that care and love and play for each other, and you win a state championship, I don't know if it gets any better than that. That's the mountaintop. Yep, it was it was one of those special moments with a special group, and I think you probably got to see it when you had those four guys in the studio. They were awesome. A few months back, those those are the type of kids that we're able to work with, and just very thankful to be in a community where we we have a lot of people like that. You know, and and when they're when they're finishing each other's sentences. And making fun of each other in, in a yeah. good kidding kind of way. Hey, this uh, let's get to this clinic if we can. First of all, this this youth program, the Mequon Thiensville Cardinal uh, program, is in good hands. Tom Price, sure Pete Balistrieri, sure care a lot about you know Homestead football and making sure these kids fall in love with the game and continue the game into high school. So congratulations on that. This this Homestead first annual. Homestead High School Youth Football Clinic brought to you by Raising the Stakes Fundraising. Again, it's Saturday, January 19th. You've got a great lineup. I've had the, the uh, I'm telling you, this was such a blessing in my life to listen to Jake Davis from Germantown speak at a servant leadership uh, clinic that Raising the Stakes did. He starts this thing off from 8 to 9. And do, do yourself a favor. Make sure you get there about 10 to 8. And so you get a good seat so you can take a listen to Jake Davis and the things that his, his servant leadership model, I think, is marvelous. And so get there at 8 o'clock, and then you break off into, into some, some segments. And at 9.15, you can go to the youth program part and listen to Jeff Tricky, uh, Matt Wolf, and, and Steve Rux are three options for you. And, and then it goes from there. You've got a lunch from 11.30 to 12.30, and then... More speakers after that. It's a really good lineup you guys put together. Yeah, we're really, really happy with the lineup of speakers. Um, very, very thankful, of course, to Tony Rush from Raising the Stakes for helping, you know, coordinate this along with um, our guys that are speaking. I think Tom is planning on speaking. And Pete, good morning, Tom. Good morning, Pete, by the way. Good morning. Um, Don't forget <laughs> Sal. Say hi to Sal. 
Sal's in the house too. Sal Ballastrieri. He, he said, "Look, I, I think I have a chance to be the starting quarterback at home." He didn't say any of that. Drake, I'm talking smack for Sal. He's just looking at me, rolling his eyes at me. Um, but uh, no, back to the clinic. I think we got a great lineup of speakers. I think for our you know first clinic of the year as we get into clinic season, we're really really happy and pleased that we could host it. And again, Tony's just done a great job. We've worked closely the last couple of weeks trying to organize some things and get it put together. So hopefully we get a good group of coaches in. Everybody can network and learn with one another. You know, the, the, a couple of guys that I didn't mention, uh, the UW Oshkosh defensive coordinator is going to be there talking inside linebackers and drills. And then Dave Hoagland from uh, Oak Creek, practice organization uh, and O-line techniques as well. And, and then Steve Rocks and Jeff Tricky and Lewis Brown and Dan Miller and Fritz Rout. You know, this is a really good kind of a who's who um, lineup when it comes to high school football in this area. And to get everybody on one day to be able to go to different sessions, get a chance to hear Jake Davis talk. And then certainly from 3 p.m. to question mark the social at Skippy's in Thienesville. I don't know how you get better than that, right? <laughs> Sounds like a great day for it does. It's a great day for football coaches, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Hey, um, Drake, how can people get involved if they want more information? Where do they go? Uh, they can, a couple of things. They can reach out to me directly. Um, and my cell number and email is, is on that clinic brochure that's been sent out in a few different blasts. Um, you can also go to the WFCA website, and the clinic brochure is there, so you can see all the information needed there also. Um and, or you can email me at, at school, at, at my Mecklenburg-Thingsville School District email, and I'd be more than happy to answer any questions or get back to whomever at any time. And you know what? If you do it now, if you know you're going to go, save yourself a little money. $20, $20 a person. I've paid before January 14th. 25 walk-up day of the clinic. Uh, credit cards accepted day of. And that includes breakfast, snacks, and lunch. Youth, high school, and college speakers. And again, 8 to 9 Jake Davis, uh, inspiring leadership is the name of his uh, his speech, and I've I, again I've had a chance to, to to listen to him. Make sure you get that for that registration breakfast that morning, seven to seven forty-five in the high school cafeteria. They'll do a little welcome at seven forty-five. So plan on getting there certainly between seven and seven thirty. Get a chance to fellowship and hang out with a number of other coaches at all different levels. Then listen to Jake speak, and then pick what. Uh, what areas you want to go and 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 get better? You know that's what we do as coaches. Nobody invents any of this stuff. We all uh, we all steal stuff from other coaches, and this is a great place to steal from really good coaches. Hey Drake, thank you so much for a couple minutes of your time. Again, congratulations on that state championship. Thank you very much, Mike, and thank you to all the coaches out there. And look forward to seeing everybody on the nineteenth. You got it, Drake Zortman. Again, go to the WFCA website. That's the best place to go. WFCA website, it'll get you the information on the first annual Homestead High School and Youth Football Coaches Clinic. We'll get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll get back to some questions and answers about the Mequon Thienesville Cardinal football. If you're if you're in that area and you want your son, it's is it co ed? Yes. Yeah. If yes. your son or daughter to, to, to play tackle football, not flag football, tackle football. Um, just Google Mequon Thienesville Cardinal football um, or go to m-tcardinals.org, m-tcardinals.org. And I know Tom Price, Pete Bellistre, any of these guys will answer any questions that you have. This is the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. 
Welcome back to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, Mike McGiver, and alongside Tom Price, Director of Administration for the Mequon Thiesville Cardinal Program, and Pete and Sal Balistrieri. And is Kristen listening? Do you think? Gee, you know what? That's a good question. I think she is. I hope she is. Do you have more kids? Yeah. How many kids do you have? We have two total. So I have uh, Lola, who's a fifth grader. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is she a sports girl or? Yeah. 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 She's a fast pitch. Uh, Softball player. She's playing basketball right now. She'll get into volleyball soon. So, so when you I, when you watch your son play basketball, and you watch your daughter play basketball. Are you different uh, as a parent in the crowd, or do you yell? Are I, you quiet? I try to be quiet. Really? But I'm not gonna lie. Kristen, I'll try to, I try to get their eye, eyes. Yeah, in the, I'll, you know, I bet you little will. hand signal. Yeah. You know, you, move. Were, were you a multi-sport athlete? Yeah. Yeah. What did you play? Played football, basketball, baseball. You played them all. Yeah, Sal, you you are you a multi-sport kid? Yeah, football, basketball, and track. And track, what do you do in track? Mostly like two hundred, no long distance stuff. Okay, and basketball, are you, are you a shooter? Are you down on the block? What are you doing? Down low. Yeah, mm-hmm. you going uh, block to block, and yeah. make sure you turn and face the basket, because you know what, uh, I, I, you're you're tall for an eighth grader, yeah. but you, this could be it, and you might get to the homestead in three years from now, be the same size, so you got to face the basket. I'm sure my. My son-in-law is teaching you all that. I'm just kidding, of course. John, you do a great job, but come on now. Let's be honest. <laughs> he uh, He's a good coach. Hey, Tom, let's get back to some of these questions. Um, so the, the getting volunteers is difficult for you guys as well. If, if somebody were to ask you the mission statement of the Mequon Thingsville Cardinal program, what, what would you tell them that the mission statement of your program is? Well, I should have memorized it since it's on our website. But ultimately, it's no, no, about... I, and you know what? I could have printed it, right. but I but I prefer to have it. You know, over uh, almost that elevator pitch of right. what you tell ultimately, people. it's about developing the kids in a fun, safe environment. That's what we want to do. You know, when you get if you can do those things, the program will be successful. Will attract more kids, and will you know? We really want to be seen as a feeder. For the homestead program right not as its own individual entity where we're trying to win championships pete's team actually won a championship this year which i think was the first team we've won it first time we've won a championship in 30 or 40 years sal congratulations <laughs> thank you you were the quarterback on that team uh-huh. good for you pete congratulations thank you very much yeah i look and you understand that with the amount of youth programs that we have every week now for two years or how long it's been there are guys that say, look, we are we are not really associated with the high school. If kids want to go right. play, that's an option for them. We run our stuff. I think the healthiest, and, and this is just my opinion, are the ones that I know Dave Keel is by you. I, right. I, I, I know that Keel is over there every once in a while. Drake is there. You know, do they? Do you run what the, what the, the varsity runs? We do. I mean, it, obviously it helps a little bit because what Homestead's running offensively works well at the youth level. I think sometimes when your high school's running an advanced spread system, it may not translate as well to fifth grade. So for us, running full house principles works very well. well let's, but, let's ask the quarterback from the state championship team if he would rather have go five wide and throw it a little bit. Well, I really like running, but yeah. You don't mind like throwing that. it, right? Mm-hmm. If you saw the uh, weather conditions when Sal's team played, yeah. it was about 35 with 40-mile-an-hour winds and raining. That's when you don't want to be throwing the ball in southeastern Wisconsin. Joe Cook was yeah. used to be my uh, my co-host on my high school stuff, and he came here from Arizona, and he fully had had four wide. He was throwing it all over. And then he realized he came to Dominican. He came to a team that had – Came to a, 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 a school whose football team did not score one point.
point the year before, the full season before. And he watched state championship and there was a ton of snow and he said, I got to change. And so he, you know, he, he completely changed what he was doing, won a state championship at Dominican and went over to Oak Creek and won a couple. But because of that, right. you know, he, he said, look, we need to run the ball. So, yeah. But we, we also work closely with the Homestead staff in the offseason. Drake and Matt run clinics for our coaches. Talking, That's awesome. Allowing them to ask questions. And uh, the Dave brings the Homestead team over to one of our early season camp uh, practices and introduces all the kids. We let the varsity guys run a half-hour practice, which probably isn't the most productive, but our kids absolutely oh. love it, interacting with the varsity athletes. And it's a, it's a great way to bring the programs together. What grade do you guys start? Fifth grade. We have so, a few fourth graders sign up, but it's really a fifth to eighth grade. Program. So you know those fifth grade kids, and some of the in the fourth, and and I bet Sal did the same thing. After those those high school players run that practice, and then they go see them on Friday night, they they go to sleep in those jerseys, right? And they they dream about man, I can't wait to play under the lights. I can't wait. In fact, Sal, I got to ask you because you're right in that mix now. Yeah. You know, you go to those Friday night games. And you got to be thinking, man, I can't wait to play when the lights, when the band is playing, the cheerleaders are cheering. Yeah, it's definitely something I look forward to. You want him playing at that level? Absolutely. Wait, did you play at Homestead? I played at Dominican. You played it? Look at that. Look at that. Not, known, did... not known for the football no. program. but who, who was your coach? Swiddle. Really? Yeah. I got some great Swiddle stories to tell you. Then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, Jimmy Goss and that, that age kids, or who, who played with you? Um, my, well, uh, interestingly enough, one of my best friends in high school, Paul Lashinsky's son was the quarterback of you Brookfield bet. Central. Yeah. And I coached Paulie in, in, uh, baseball. Yeah. Uh, literally Pony League baseball. We, uh, yeah. Our paths crossed at the Bob Duquette, uh, basketball, uh. There you go. Yeah. Oh man. Was I nice? Absolutely. I was. Why are you <laughs> laughing at that? I was a little snarly back then. No, you're good. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know that was incredible, and and Rich Fanning was the head coach at Dominican Absolutely. at the time, and um, he uh, I, Bob Duquette showed up. I was coaching at St. Peter and Paul or Catholic East, and he showed up out of the blue and just was sitting by himself watching us on a Sunday afternoon with a bag of popcorn, and knocked on the coach and the the locker room after and introduced himself. I said, "I don't know who you are. What are mm-hmm. you doing here?" Yeah, and he said, "I love what you run. Would you work one of my camps?" And I go, I'm a, I'm a grade school basketball coach. He said, now you run good stuff. Why don't you come? So, man, that's awesome. Man, Not a, for Dominican, you remember the Joe Cook thing? Yeah. They, didn't, they, they did not have much success that year no. before. They didn't score a point. He did a great job. Yeah, he, he did a great job of that group. Walked around the hall getting people to come out and play, mm-hmm. which is, uh, was really important to him. Hey, the um, last uncomfortable question for you. In, in all of these youth sports, one of the problems that we keep hearing, you know, parents all think their kids are going to play in the Super Bowl. I mean, they just do. Do you guys have things in place to shield some of the coaches from parents that might be, you know, living their, their, their world through their kids? Well, during game days, we ab- absolutely do. Yeah, we are part of the uh, AAYFL, which runs, uh, I think there's about 40 programs in southeastern Wisconsin, and we have rules about parents where they can be on the sideline everything else but as far as you know interaction we've not had a lot of uh, challenges with that we did a parent survey last year which was anonymous and you get a little bit of feedback but you know we have some rules we say first if you have an issue address it with your coaches 
if that doesn't work, you can bring it to the board level and we'll get involved. But I don't recall having to get involved at the board level for several years. And it's all about, I tell our coaches, it's about setting expectations up front with your parents, having a preseason meeting, telling them what the expectations are as far as behavior, playing time, et cetera. And I think if you do that up front, you take care of 90% of the challenges that can pop up during the season. Tom, are you able to to, to um, kind of guide some of these newer and younger coaches with some of the things that you've obviously, you know, I don't know if you need to be a mentor to any of these guys, but, you know, now you've been through the process for a, a, a couple of years, eight years with, right, right. with these, with your kids. Are you able to say, hey, look, so you know, don't, don't be worried. You know, that first year, first year coaching is hard, man. It is. Well, we have, I have, I met with all the fifth grade coaches coming, that were coming in this year during the summer. Um, I walked through, you know, things to do preseason as far as parent meetings, um, setting practice expectations, giving them some sample practice schedules, um, things that I've done and learned over the time that's made the teams more successful, but um, interactions with the parents go better. And the other thing is we're all out there at the same time practicing. So we always tell them, you know, if you've got a question at any point during practice, Come grab me. Come grab Pete. Grab an experienced coach who's been through it all, right? And we're happy to address it. Pete, um, are you going to go back, coach fifth grade now, or are you going to you going to done for a while? Or have you I'm not working made... on that, Mike. So, Pete, let's we can do some breaking news right here because you know it's Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan. Anything you want to <laughs> tell them? The, because Kristen's listening, just so Cur- you know. Yeah, exactly. Currently, um, not slated to coach next year. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it is it because your son's going to high school and you want to go watch him play? I think um, you know this is a very rewarding experience coaching these guys. I mean, you know, our our goal is not to win AAYFL championships. Our goal is to bring you know a lot of players that are ready to compete in high school right. and, and pass them off yeah. uh, to, to to Homestead. So to be able to have a split grade, two teams, and have our team develop. And win a championship was incredible. It's, it's rare. Who'd you guys beat in the finals? By Grafton. The way? You did. So Grafton was good. Yeah, That's th- good for them. Yeah, we had a we had a re- we had a run where we you know if you asked any coach in that grade level because everyone follows those teams, who the three teams that they would expect to win it would be Muskego Red, West Bend West, and Grafton. And we faced each of them in the playoffs. Oh man, and, and beat them all. And so you couldn't have had a harder road. And so it was, it was a great, it was See, a great I, run. Out of those three, who was the best of those three? Did you think for I, to play against for you? Probably West Bend West. Really? Mm-hmm. So you know what? West Bend's a baseball community. So you know what? That's pretty cool to 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 hear that because you know they've struggled. Yeah, they got a great class. Um, that that team hadn't lost a game at all. From fifth grade through eighth grade, we gave them their first loss, and it was to go to the championship game. Oh man! And it's like you know what? That's like uh, that's like a movie, man. Yeah, I mean, it was I'm, the the Muskego team lost twice in four years. The Grafton team lost twice in four years. I mean, it was a what was great... the final? Of the West Bend score sixteen to eight. Fortunately, Pete had his staff and his players believing they were going to win every game. Right. I went to every game because my team was playing after. I expected them to lose every game, but <laughs> there you go. I, I'm not impacting the hey, team, and it was fantastic. Did you have to play the other eighth grade team? No, you did not. No. So they don't, they don't no. do that. Were they happy for you? Do you think? Yeah, 
they were at the game. Good, cheering Absolutely. for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and they're all excited to to join forces as a freshman at yeah, Homestead. You bet. Hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, we'll continue our conversation. Mequon Thiensville Cardinal football. This is the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGiver, we're talking Mequon Thiensville Cardinal program. Tom Price, Pete Balistrieri, his son Sal Balistrieri, eighth grader, getting ready to go. You're going to Homestead, I take it, right? Yeah. Not Dominican? No. Pete, what's going on? You, you know what Drake and David do? <laughs> you know, Drake right now is going, McGiver, knock it off. All you <laughs> private schools recruit. I'm not recruiting. No. Recommended and highly suggested. Look, if if Sal, he's played with these kids for how long? Since fifth grade. Yeah. He played up in fourth. So okay. the current freshman team, he played with them yeah. along with another player of ours. Um, and then they got together for their class, and they've been together for four years. Right. Mm-hmm. So you you get over to Homestead and be a good ambassador for this uh, Mequon Thiensville Cardinal yeah. program. And remember... When you're when you're playing there and you get to go back and, and coach for a half hour, what you felt like when you saw those guys coming. Yeah. You know, that feeling of, man, this is like the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, those those guys look so big. Can't I can't play at that level. Well, when you get to that level and things start slowing down, you remember when that slowed down for you, Pete? Absolutely. Um, you know, I didn't get to play uh, contact football until freshman year. Right. You know, I, I would have loved to have played in an organization like this. We didn't. Didn't even know it existed. Where'd you go to grade school? Our Lady of Good Hope. Okay. So um, we, I think, you know, I played in a St. Bernadette flag league with full pads. Right. In eighth grade. <laughs> it's a physical league. Yeah. There's some hitting going on in yeah. that league. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a unique uh, setup that they had, but it wasn't until I was a freshman where I was playing, you know, tackle football. So I knew... You know, at when Sal was was young, okay, we've got an organization here with tackle football, and I was extremely interested in it, and I wanted to make sure, like I said earlier, that that I coached because I didn't want to leave that responsibility to somebody else. Did you know early on that he would had interest in playing? Yes. And and he's a kid that doesn't mind. Yeah, Sal, you don't mind hitting kids when you're no. playing defense. That that doesn't it's bother awesome. you much. That's the awesome part. Yeah. But if you had your druthers, you'd play quarterback. Yeah. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, how early? Second grade, third grade, and how did you get him involved? I mean, how did you did you bring him to games? Did you? There were, you know, some kids have stuffed animals. Right. Sal had uh, a bucket of footballs. He, it was in. It was almost like it was in his blood. He loved it and couldn't wait to play it. In fact, playing flag in our rec program, right. he was like, "When do I get to play?" Cardinal. When, when do, do I get, get to play Cardinal? Yeah. And that's why we had him do it in fourth because he just wouldn't stop. Yeah, yeah, Tom. Same question for your boys. Did Did you know early on? Was it something that they, um, you know, it, it, did they have it like 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 as we talk about Sal? Look, my son Matthew is a basketball kid, but I was a basketball coach. As a you know, he was three, four, five years old. He'd come to my practices, and you could see him off on the side. He could he couldn't hit the net with the ball, but he pretended he was playing. Yeah, it was, you know, 
I would say we're definitely a football family. I mean, my wife absolutely loves football. What is her name? Sherry. Sherry. She so, listen, you think? I don't know. We'll we'll find out I when I get so. home. But she, uh, you know, she's a huge football fan. We were watching, you know, college pro football all the time. And so I, I love my wife, but I'm starting to like yours too, so man. It That's was an awesome. expectation that, you know, we never even thought about it. So my oldest son, Zach, played flag and progressed into Cardinal. The interesting thing is I didn't, you know, know the Cardinal program really existed until he was probably in third or fourth grade. I was involved in our youth baseball organization and one of the guys was late for a meeting. He said, I had Cardinal football practice. I said, what's Cardinal football practice? Oh, That's my. when I started finding out about it. And then my younger son uh, played flag for a little bit. And then he stopped because he wanted, he's like, dad, I, I want to tackle. Right. And I don't like the flag stuff. So he actually was playing soccer, which then when he started playing tackle was great because then he had the ability to kick the ball as well, which is a huge benefit at the youth level where you get two points for an extra point. Did he play? Did your kids play at the high school level? Uh, my oldest son played through his freshman year, and honestly, you know, he was the four-string quarterback. I said, "Dad, I don't think I'm going to want to continue." I said, "I can't really blame you." So he was a wrestler, and then my son Ben actually graduated last season, um, and he played at Homestead. He did. Yes. Good experience for him. Uh, yes, he loved it. I think uh, you know, I think the Homestead football program is great for these kids. Hard, hard for you when it ended. Uh, absolutely. My wife and I were probably more crushed than he was. It, you know what? Uh, Terry and I, too. Yeah, when, I went to the games this fall. I worked the chains, um, but it was just hard to watch the game when your kid's no longer out there after being able to experience that. Yeah, Matthew went to Maranatha Baptist Bible College, played four years of basketball, and when it ended, it, it was uh, painful. Yeah. It was painful, and I didn't see it coming. I knew it, oh, you know, I'll miss it a little bit, but it was, yeah, it was painful. I envy you. Pete, I do. Yeah, you no, guys it's, it's fantastic. I mean, I still get my football fix working with the kids. I love interacting with the kids. And that I took one year off, which is what I'm hoping we convince Pete to do. I, I took know. the one year off, and I end up going and watching our youth games every Saturday morning. I'm like, I'm going back to do this. I love it. But it's watching your own kid is, is definitely special. Everybody's got a price. Pete, what's the price? Get you to coach that fifth grade. You want to say it on the air? No, you're not going to say any of this stuff. And you know what? If one year off is what he needs, give it to him. Because you, what you don't want to do is have somebody that doesn't really want to be yeah, there. One of the things why I would love to have him come back is, you know, we we try and develop as many parents as we can that are don't have the kids on the team. Now, honestly, there's only so many crazy guys like me in the community that are willing to spend this much time when their kids aren't involved. But we have several guys that uh, we had a staff at the eighth grade level, you know, Jack and Ia, Chris Cowie leading that staff. Um, and so we've got some guys that are doing it. But it's great because you, you you learn things over time instead of having new guys come in all the time. Hey, Tom, and, and I'm glad you brought up those other people because there's other guys and other people that give a lot of time um, to this organization, to the Mequon Thienesville Cardinal football program. But before we leave, and we've only got a minute or two left, um, is there other people that you need to thank? Oh, sure. Absolutely. First person we need to thank is Ken Zaginer, who's been our president and chairman for the last three or four years. Um, all of our board members, all of our volunteer coaches, and even our parents. You know, it's a big time commitment for them, whether they're involved in game time activities, but just transporting their kids to and from practice is, is a big commitment. So uh, their support makes us uh, able to be successful. And then finally, we have to thank the Homestead staff because their involvement in helping us develop our program has been invaluable. Yeah, no doubt. And if you want to meet some of these staff members, Homestead High School and Youth Football Coaches Clinic. 
Saturday, January 19th, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., and, and go to the WFCA website to get more information. But I'm telling you, this thing is loaded. It's locked and loaded. Uh, I want to thank Tony Rush from Raising the Stakes, Fundraising, and Leadership Development uh, for getting me the information on this. Guys, I, I want to thank you for, for the adjustment that I made. Because once I got this, and it was Saturday, January 19th, um, I took a youth group and moved them to February and basically begged you to come in because I wanted to get Drake on. I wanted to talk about this and highlight, promote, and celebrate this clinic because I think as as coaches, we, we never stop learning. We can always learn more. And even if we're going to take a year off from coaching, we should go to right. this clinic so that we can learn even more. Pete, are you going to the clinic? Yeah, you might go, right? I think I'm gonna. I have some travel plans, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna plan to stay involved. I'm still on the board. Good for you. And we're gonna make sure our coaches are trained, and and are doing the right things for our program to keep things going. It's awesome. It was re- re- very nice to meet you, Tom Price. Thank you, Pete Balistrieri. Sal, great year. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Great year. Um, do me a favor. Practice hard for that basketball coach. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do that and uh, finish strong. Eighth grade is tough, man. You start. You start yeah. thinking, boy, it's almost done. Finish strong. Grades are good? Yeah. Yeah, good for you. Mm-hmm. You're proud of him, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, that's good for you guys, man. I, we do. We, him and I both envy you because you got a lot of great <laughs> things to look forward to. Thanks for listening. Again, Mequon Thienesville Cardinal Program. It's M slash M dash M dash T Cardinals dot org. M dash T Cardinals dot org. This is the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan.